and welcome to Hello Human, a podcast to explore ideas and feature humans working in AI and technology. Pankaj Chowdhury, the founder and CEO at Fortress IQ, joins us today on the Hello Human podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in artificial intelligence and how it's being applied in the real world. I'm John Nisley, the host of Hello Human and a longtime technologist helping companies adopt and utilize emerging digital solutions. A big thanks to Fortress IQ for sponsoring the program, and be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode, we are going to explore uncovering the mystery of your data. For a while now, companies have looked to better leverage their data, and it's not surprising because we know that data-driven organizations win in the market and outperform their peers. But companies are awash in data. Tons of information is available from CRM systems regarding customers to ERP applications providing insight on financial practices to security sources helping us prevent cyber attacks. Despite this wealth of data, most organizations still don't understand how they operate, especially at a granular user activity level of detail. This process data is the last missing puzzle piece to having a comprehensive view of your organization. Fortunately, the situation is changing and companies are starting to gain an understanding of their processes and process intelligence technology from companies like Fortress IQ is now there to help us gain that insight. And then employees and partners can use that insight to help improve how companies operate. We are fortunate to have a true industry leader give us his perspective and insight on capturing and unlocking process data and ultimately decoding work. Welcome to the program, Ponkage. I guess I should say welcome back. You were our inaugural guest on season one, and you are back to kick off season two. Since it's been a year since we last talked, maybe you could start by reflecting a bit on the past year, how you have seen the technology industry shift in the last year, and how Fortress IQ has impacted or adjusted to those shifts and trends. Thanks for having me on, John. Uh, that's a, a great question. You know, the last year, I don't even know where to, to start with reflecting on it. It's been uh, turbulent. An incredible amount of change has happened. And, you know, when we talk about decoding work, I think one of the most fascinating things is, is kind of how the very nature of work has changed in the in the last year. I think the interesting kind of view that we have as we were able to kind of, you know, kind of look across different, you know, industries, uh, different, different ones of our customers, is how as the nature of their work changed and became inherently more distributed. And I think that was one of the most interesting aspects of, of what we saw. The idea that a, a office or work or a job was somehow location dependent was just completely blown apart. And so then as these things start evolving and they, they aren't you know, kind of dependent on the location, they aren't dependent on time zones, they're just dependent on really the, the ability to understand the, the outcome that we're looking for, whether it's you know, uh, booking an order, shipping a package, or answering a customer's question. When we start to see that the, really the defining characteristics of, uh, of work are how it impacts kind of your, your customers, your employees, and, and then really try and understand now that it's, it's happening everywhere, how do you get that true end-to-end view of it? And kind of seeing how companies have tried to adapt to that. You know, the, when we talk about the industry changing, kind of adapting to saying, look, the, the nature of my employees have changed, the nature of work has changed, the nature of an office has changed, and I need to understand what that is. I think that's been kind of one of the, the most interesting things we, we've seen come out of this, uh, this last year. And a common misconception or challenge with automation is that you may think that you're doing it right 
But in reality, you're missing a big part of it because you don't have that full knowledge up front during the planning period. Can you share an example or two when you you know, have had data that's been counterintuitive to what you expected to see and how you now have a better ability to resolve or aid that problem with that full insight? You know, I think the idea that oftentimes business processes revolve around a core application is, is one of the things that we've seen really being challenged as organizations to try and try and adapt. We have a, a customer, you know, it's a global CPG company, and we were helping them to understand one of their finance processes. And they you know, said, look, this is a, a SAP-based process. And leveraging our, our technology and, and our platform, we were able to show them that you know, on average, their workers were spending less than 24 minutes a day inside of SAP for this process. And it was really eye-opening for them to see that how much work was going on outside of SAP that really had an incredible kind of opportunity for, for improvement. And this idea that you have almost a human ETL uh, you know, tools, the idea that the, there's a person that's extracting information from one system, transforming or massaging it, and then loading it into another system, and you know, really just kind of adapting themselves to, to work around the limitations of existing systems and, and really being able to show how, the, uh, how that, that works is kind of needlessly complex and, and presents a great opportunity for improvement. That, those are kind of some of the things that we see where people think that the, the process is really already automated in an existing platform, yet really kind of exists across a multitude of, of different systems. And I, I think we see that again and again through every industry and every business unit that we, we really look at is that a majority of work is taking place outside of those you know, core applications. And I think that also comes to the idea of, of you know, ultimately that traditional process mining technology that looks at you know, the data specifically when it, within a system you know, and then couple it with our sort of task discovery, process intelligence discovery. Does that sort of give you that more comprehensive view of the organization? Would you make that argument? Yeah, I think you can take a look back. I think, you know, it's probably close to 20 years ago with that that seminal uh, report, uh, I believe it was from IDC, that talked about how the knowledge worker spends about 30% of their time just searching for information, right? Just trying to get information out of A and then so that they can work on it in, in B. As we start to understand the, the nature of work, this idea that there's a log file that shows kind of what we do, well, there isn't an Outlook, there isn't in Word, there isn't in PDF, there isn't in Teams or Slack. Being able to decode that of how are people kind of adapting to go find the information that they need, asking people for help, that's all part of the process that becomes you know, invisible if all you're doing is looking at log files. And that's you know, really, I'd say, one of the, the largest kind of you know, aha moments that our customers see when they start decoding work, leveraging our platform. So looking specifically at process automation, you have challenges very well documented around scaling RPA. Automation Anywhere just reported that only 49% of companies have deployed more than 10 bots. You know, how does uncovering more of your data and operations help alleviate some of these challenges and help programs, you know, scale across the enterprise? You know, one of the interesting things that we've seen there is the ability to handle variation in a process. When you think about a, a loan process, a loan process isn't just a loan process. It's an approved process, a decline process, a 
KYC process, a request more information process. There are all these different variations uh, of a process that happen. And oftentimes when you're trying to kind of uh, ask people how work is done, they can very kind of concisely lead you to that happy path to say, this is this is how we you know process a loan. But getting all the different variations out there is really, really difficult. And we've got some great data around this where we can see that processes, you know, the exact you know, activities of a process may only execute one, two times, and then there's an additional step or this step is, is missing. And so when you start kind of uh, contextualizing that into RPA-based automation, the idea that you may automate one path, but then have all of these different variations that aren't automated, those turn into exceptions. And exceptions, when you don't know that they're going to be there, turn into a broken kind of running of the process, right? The, the bot will, will break. Now, it's actually not breaking. You know, you never coded it to, to handle this variation. So I think one of the things that we're seeing by by really being able to look at data at a you know kind of a concise and, and expanded level, the ability to uncover those different variations, measure them, and then plan for them, right? You know, you may be able to say, look, I'm gonna have this bot that's gonna handle 50% of the work, but we're gonna have people that handle the other 50%, which which are exceptions, and know the level of staffing that's necessary when you start automating these things. And I think along those those same lines, the, you brought up the question of rework. There's a tremendous number of bots. I think it's 50% of them get started and then never get completed on end. And again, I think having this, this greater insight of the operation going into the process allows you to make smarter decisions. And in, in some cases, you know, deciding what not to automate is just as beneficial as deciding what to automate uh, in a lot of cases. You know, we've discussed this this concept of decoding work in the past, and it's a fairly unique one. You know, how would you define it, and what is the value to an enterprise when they successfully decode their operations? So, I think it's important when you when you talk about decoding work to to really define what is work and what what are you decoding, and and this idea that you have individuals within your organization that are working on tasks, activities, usually for the benefit of, of some sort of, of outcome. When you start saying, look, I want to decode this, I want to understand that at really a data-driven level, what impacts someone's ability to successfully complete a task? Do those tasks have to be completed in a certain sequence? Are they dependent on other things? That's all the data that goes into to understanding that, that process. So when we talk about decoding work, it's really trying to understand at a very detailed level all of the different components, parameters, data points, KPIs that go into actually impacting how that work occurs, how long it takes, what the quality level is, and, and who it impacts. When you think about the nature of data, there are kind of these unintended consequences. You know, the when we think about kind of Uber, right? The Uber could not exist if we did not have real-time up-to-date information on cars across the country, across the world. This is something that when we said, okay, when we understand where every car is, what every car is doing, where it's going, you know, when its pickup was, now we can start scheduling these things better. And it really changed some, some incredible things. You know, the, the impact that it had was not only on traffic and taxis, 
but really the very nature of ownership of a vehicle, right? If I could position a car wherever in a dynamic manner so that it would always be there, you didn't necessarily need to own that, that asset. And we could have a much, much higher utilization of everything from streets to, to cars to, to people. The same thing occurs when you understand work at a very detailed level. You can see how different kind of quantitative items are impacting that work, the quality of that work, and then really work towards kind of improving outcomes, whether it's for the employee or for the customer, uh, or just a, a small specific task that might be improving quality for, for a regulatory process that's going to help you out uh, you know, with audit. That decoding, that, that understanding is, is kind of intrinsic to, to the ability to improve. And, you know, we've been tackling digital transformation probably for nearly a generation now. And often transformation gets defined as, as that combination of customer experience, but also operational excellence as well. In many ways, I think we've already successfully tackled CX. You know, we've been doing it for a long time. If we can tackle operational excellence by decoding work, you know, with that, do you see an end to digital transformation or do we have a cycle of just continuous transformation that goes on and on forever? You know, I, I don't think it's a kind of going on and on forever, but I think our ability to understand work has been really hampered by our ability to to do things quickly. And so if we take the example that, that you were using of, you know, once we decode work, does X. And I think the, the first component of that, again, that we have to break down is work is changing. Work is constantly changing, right? The, the way that customers want to interact with us, we have new products that need to get rolled out, service level issues. Your work changes on, on a day-to-day -day basis. So there's no kind of point in time or you know kind of stick in the ground that says this is work and I've now decoded it. The ability to constantly adapt and understand that changing nature of work is one of the reasons that process intelligence is so necessary, right? The, if you were thinking about kind of web analytics, you don't put web analytics you know kind of up on a Friday and then take it down on a, on a Monday. Your website is evolving, it's changing, traffic sources are changing. So the the idea that decoding work is not an end state, it's, it's a process. It's really how do we look at all of this and then how do we leverage that data to improve the, improve the outcomes? Well, I love that example of the web analytics because that really takes, you know, the current state of, of process technology is all very episodic and, you know, mm -hmm. it takes it into much more of a continuous ongoing, uh, you know, continuous improvement type model, which I think ultimately is where it needs to go to, to have that, you know, true transformational impact on industry. You know, looking forward to, to next year and the following year, what what additional changes do you see in the industry? You know, how do you see organizations, uh, you know, trying to keep up with this? constantly evolving world we live in these days? I think the rate at which they are going to be kind of adopting new technologies to change with this kind of uh, evolving nature of work is something that's going to be really the defining characteristic of a, you know, a successful organization. If you think about what we saw over the last year, this idea that if you could not adapt to a distributed workforce, to a remote workforce, well, 
the company didn't really exist anymore, right? <laughs> if you had to be have everyone in an office, you know, uh, one foot away from each other, you, you simply couldn't uh, kind of deliver for your customers. So over the last year, companies that could adapt really were able to, uh, to accelerate, you know, kind of growth and the impact. I think what we're going to see is that all of these kind of notions that we used to hold as kind of, kind of, you know, uh, really inalienable facts, right? The, the idea that you had to have people in an office, that this had to happen, that, that there were all the, these, these real kind of hard and fast rules about, about work, that's all been shattered. And, and so as people start saying, well, what does a remote worker look like? What is security necessary for, for remote work? As all these things start to change and evolve, the organization that can adapt to that very quickly, and adapting oftentimes means implementing new technology to help with that, those are going to be the ones that uh, that are excelling. So you know, the, the idea that capital or location, 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 that, that all these things were important, I think the really that fundamental characteristic of how quickly can your organization adapt utilize, improve, and emphasize technology, you know, throughout every kind of, you know, distributed, you know, component of, of, uh, of your operations is going to be the defining characteristic of, uh, of what, a, you know, kind of that, that next generation organization is going to look like. It's going to be the, uh, you know, we, we measure, you know, kind of NPS scores, CSATs, all these sorts of things. We're going to figure out a way to measure how quickly can you adapt to a new technology and and really start benefiting from it. And I think that's going to be, uh, you know, what organizations are really focused on over the course of the the next year or two. That's great insight and a great point to end on. To recap today's conversation with Pankaj Chowdhury, the founder and CEO at Fortress IQ. Data allows organizations to more effectively determine the cause of their problems and ultimately improve how they operate. Yet many organizations fail to fully discover the whole of their data, creating the mystery of data. Most organizations don't truly understand how they operate, especially at a granular level of detail. Fortunately, we're starting to address this gap and get an understanding of how our companies operate and process intelligence technology is now there to help us gain that insight. This episode has been part of our second season of Hello Human and a big thanks to Elizabeth Middleman for spearheading the season. That's a wrap on today's show. Thank you, Pankaj, for joining us and Fortress IQ for sponsoring. If you enjoyed it, be sure to give us that like or five-star review on whatever platform you're listening. I'm John Nisley, and this has been Hello Human. If you enjoyed this session, subscribe and check out our series at fortressiq.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for joining us today on Hello Human.